Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right. Good day. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. It's been a bit of a back-to-back Saturday here at the home studio, and this is my final show of the day, and I'm excited because it's only like 2.30 p.m. here, so I got the rest of the day ahead of me. But ladies and gentlemen, we've, uh, we've talked a little bit about cryptocurrency in the past, uh, maybe some blockchain knowledge, uh, some more buzzwords for you, but we've not talked about cryptopreneurship. That's right. There's your new buzzword of the day, cryptopreneurs. And that's where we're going to go today. So we might be heavily, more heavily on the business side of things, obviously definitely on the financial side of things, but definitely you know how much we love about entrepreneurship too. So it's not always just about health and lifestyle. We talk a lot of business on this show as well. So let me give you the quick skinny on our new guest co-host today. This gentleman is a seasoned digital storyteller and blockchain marketing specialist, and he's got a proven track record in both Europe and the United States. And just for fun, he's actually joining us from Spain today as well. Uh, he's successfully led uh, market and excited multiple startup companies and provide and prides himself. That's right, prides himself on his ability to make complex projects easy to understand and relatable. So he's got a lot of brands going on here. He runs the CryptoTraderNews.com. He's also got a digital marketing agency called Greenlight Digital Marketing, and. Obviously, we hinted about cryptopreneurship. He also has the cryptopreneurs.club site. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to geek out about blockchain entrepreneurs. Welcome, Dennis Lewis, today. Hey, Scott. Welcome. I'm really happy to be on the show. This is going to be a lot of fun. Welcome, sir. We've had a few rescheduling funds, and you're in different time zones. And uh, How long have you been in Spain now? I'm... I'm kind of back and forth. So we have an office in Florida and we have an office over here. Okay. Uh, so uh, to, uh, quality of life, that's something interesting for your, your show. Uh, I can't, uh, couldn't recommend Spain higher. Really? Uh, that, this is where you find it. The best food, the best uh, lifestyle. Yeah, this is a cool place to be. I haven't done Spain yet. We're planning uh, Italy and Greece for our honeymoon next year. So we just got married, but it was it was an adventure wedding. So like, hey, let's spread out the the timeline. Let's go, uh, let's go for the big honeymoon next year. So, um, uh, well, you should definitely include Spain then. Your Greece is Greece is pretty awesome as well. But uh, well, they they also got some financial Spain. issues right now. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Greece is a pretty cheap place to go right now, isn't it? Well, I'm not even saying about the cheap factor. I'm just saying. They're not doing so well, so I think Spain's doing a little bit better on financially. I'm guessing. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so so uh, so wait, do you spend more time in Spain or more time in Florida, or more fifty fifty? It's it's kind of fifty fifty. Yeah. Okay. Now, do you move a family around with you, or do you keep it all yeah. clean, lean and yeah, mean? Yeah, we we kind of. My wife is from here, from Spain, so oh. she's happy when we're here. I like that. So. I like that. Well, I mean, I think that's one of my big goals is as I continue to build online presence and more online uh, clients, I want that maximum location freedom. I still have some marketing clients for my business that are obviously focused here in the Northeast U.S., so it's still more, okay, it's great to be physically here in the Northeast U.S., but my wife and I love skiing and everything else, and that's one of the reasons why I eventually like bought into the cryptocurrency a few years back when it started getting all wild and crazy, and I said, all right, you know what? Let me throw some money in there and just sit back and watch, see what's going on. So I'm sure you've come across a few people who have done that <laughs> <laughs> yeah just a few just a few uh that is 
unfortunately, though, kind of the 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 the, the image that this whole industry has, and while it, it can be good financially, that's you know that's not really the 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 heart of what the the industry is about and the potential it has. So. You well, know, why don't we, we help some that. people hearing that? Because obviously we target a lot of millennials and Z Gen trying to give back, right? So I'm older, I'm 42. I believe in this message of once we've acquired the knowledge, what can we do to pass it on, right? The true definition of wisdom. Let's pass this knowledge on. The sooner we can get people up to speed, the better, I think, in life. And that's the beauty of podcasting. So why do you feel that obviously cryptocurrencies, is, I feel, is still here to stay? It's still mm-hmm. trying to find its true traction since everybody's still you know used to the traditional or the old school forms of currency and 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 money management if you will why, why do you feel that we kind of like do, do you feel because you're a marketing guy do you feel they just launched it wrong <laughs> they, 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 they mixed the message up could they have had a better marketing campaign since you're a digital marketer what are your thoughts on that <laughs> yeah i'm here to save the day man yeah um you know, it's funny. The, the whole blockchain industry, cryptocurrency industry, has a, it's a quirky place to, 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 to be around. There's a, it has this strange sort of anarchist dystopian vibe to it. Uh, there's a, it's kind of a mix of communism and libertarianism all thrown into one. Uh, somebody tried to tell me it was, all, it was all socialist, too. I'm like, okay, let's, let's throw it all in there. It's all yeah, just it's to, all... <laughs> shake it up, make a mess. That's what you got. Um, you know, the, the one thing, though, is that, you know, it, it's a new way of thinking about money. Okay. And it's hard enough, you know, nobody teaches anybody to think about money anyway. Uh, it's funny how, you know, that's that's almost like a one of those life skills that people uh, forget to actually, you know, they don't teach you in school anything about making money or you know, they just teach you to be a good worker bee and get a job and hopefully things will work out, right? That's, I, I can attest that. I can back you up 110%. I learned jack squat about money, spent everything. I was always a uh, you know paycheck to paycheck, month by month guy. My dad didn't know any better. We grew up on a farm. I chased the corporate dreams. I was making more money than my friends coming out of college. Uh, but I was always living paycheck to paycheck. I don't understand. And, it's not, and this isn't about savings. It's about learning to get, you know, make your money work for you. That's exactly part of it. Yeah, that's it. And so, you know, the first time when I got into this industry, you know, my first thoughts were, well, but this is just monopoly money anyway, right? I mean, (laughs) who who the hell would be interested in it, you know? True. And uh, and then you start studying it a bit. You start learning and you realize that all money is monopoly money. Yes, I have learned that. The only thing that makes money valuable is that we agree to say that it's valuable. Yes. And whenever we stop agreeing that it's valuable, then it stops being valuable. And that applies to cryptocurrencies, but it also applies to U.S. dollar or to euro or any other currency. Well, it's the confidence. Uh, it's only valuable. Yeah. Yeah, it's the confidence that we yeah. put behind it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, the only big difference is, is that instead of being controlled by a, you know, central banking authority or or, a, or even a private banking authority like the Fed, uh, is that it's controlled by a mathematical algorithm. Hmm. And uh, that's the really the only fundamental difference. Uh, well, that's kind of what however, I learned. I mean, I was taught, yeah. I think, I forget what show it was we had, and, I've, and I listen to some other you know, cryptocurrency podcasts too from time to time just to mix things up. And that's what I was taught. I was like, oh, okay, well, I I heard there was a pure a purity thing. We were trying to fix the broken systems and saying, 
the point of the algorithm and the codes that they wrote was to ensure that it can supposedly never be hacked and it's a true zero access, so to speak, right? It's to finally find alignment across all forms of currency. Am I saying that right? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, I mean, it, it is uh, it is secure in the sense that it, it can't be hacked, at least not with technology that we have today. That doesn't necessarily mean that 10, 20 years from now that we will have to do it better because it will be hackable. Okay. Uh, but, you know, uh, the, the fact is that it's uh, based on cryptographic algorithms. It's based on a decentralized model. So to hack Bitcoin or Ethereum or any cryptocurrency, you'd basically need to simultaneously hack thousands and thousands of computers spread out all around the world. Right. So that's one of the advantages. But the truth is, is that cryptocurrency is only a byproduct of the underlying technology, which is blockchain. Okay. And it's only there that we're starting to scratch the surface of the real potential of okay. using blockchain decentralization and cryptocurrency to do what I say is the real, the real job of this industry, which is to start solving real problems for real people. Okay. And uh, that's that's what gets me worked up and excited because <laughs> there there really is a, an amazing potential, but we're we're not there yet because we're all hung up on this speculative, you know, investment kind of uh, idea that this is just a a sweepstakes or a poker game, and it just, let's just go see if it goes up today, and and we sell high and we buy low. What are your um, what are your thoughts on all these other cryptocurrencies that all of a sudden keep getting added in from time to time too? I've been watching that too. Like I, I'm still old faithful. Mm -hmm. I've got a couple with my uh, another buddy of mine. He's he's big into the mining and everything. And he said, dude, he's like, he's like, well, this one's already overly saturated. So he's like, I would recommend one of these two. And so it's like studying the tra you know, the traditional financial markets too. It's like, man, okay, what's working? What's sustainable? Which ones actually have their act yeah. together? So that's a that's a great question, and, and there's probably nobody that can give you the you know nobody's got the crystal ball. You know, uh, obviously the most famous is Bitcoin. Next yeah. one is Ethereum, uh, but ten years from now, who the heck knows? Nobody yeah. nobody really knows. Uh, that's why I think that the fundamentals and talking about the fundamentals of the the entrepreneurial uh, side of things is actually what's going to predict what's going to fit in the future and what's going to make a difference. Okay. Uh, because it's really hard to, you know, it, it's like predicting, you know, anything. It, is it going to rain tomorrow? Well, you know, if you're a meteor, meteor, meteorologist, you probably have a decent idea. They don't. Uh, but even they get it wrong, right? <laughs> so so how long have you been at this then? I mean, and, I mean, I, you, so, you come across very knowledgeable on the subject. Obviously, you obviously have a cryptopreneurs club. You've you've talked about this on Fox and CNN and Good Morning America and NBC and New York Times. And I'm like, okay, so you, you obviously care about it. I'm hearing it. I've seen it. Like, how long does it take to get savvy at this? Yeah, I don't know. How long does it take to get savvy? Uh, yeah, I've been in the tech industry for a long time. I got into this industry like all great things in life. It was just by accident. Okay. Uh, you know, uh, where did you meet your wife? Well, you probably bumped into her on the street corner, right? Yeah. In serendipity. Uh, I got a phone call. I got a phone call from somebody, a friend of mine. She said, hey, I'm running this project and we're going to do this thing called an ICO. Hmm. And we don't know how to market. We don't have any idea. Can you help us? And I just kind of rolled up my sleeves and said, okay, let's see what happens. 
and uh, we did it. Uh, we raised some money, and since then we've probably raised around fifty million dollars for projects using the ICOs and helping projects tell their stories. Uh, and it's just street, street creds. You learn by doing, you learn by screwing things up, you learn by making mistakes and picking yourself up and keeping going and, uh, you know, reading good books and listening to smarter people. Well, and I, I, I'm a huge proponent of that. I tell people all the time, like, you have no excuse not to acquire knowledge these days. Uh, and granted, there's other steps after that. It's not just acquire the knowledge. It's then get training on that knowledge and then execute on that knowledge, right? So there's yeah, multiple steps exactly. involved here. But now, thanks to digital content, like guys, like listen to a podcast, get an audio book. Uh, you can now acquire yeah. a college education level of knowledge just digitally in your free time driving in a car. Yep, you sure can. Yeah. That's very true. That's why people like you uh, and me, like you, you specifically brand yourself also as a digital storyteller. I tell people like, what do you think marketing is? Like good marketing is telling it's a story. It's all about the story. Yeah. It's all about the story. You know, it, that is a fundamental characteristic of being a human being. You know, um, thousands and thousands of years ago, we sat around campfires telling stories. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every year we still go out and sit around campfires and tell stories, right? I tell you that with the sales process. Like people are like, oh. Like it took me years to accept the fact that I was a sales professional. Like I, I thought that was a, a lower profession. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Like <laughs> ev almost every single thing that we've ever probably purchased was influenced in some way or not, either physically in person or digitally by a good story. Like, hey man, yeah. something as simple as, dude, I really recommend this piece of gear. Maybe it's a watch. I love using it for this, 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 and this does a great job. And if that that's aligns with your goals, that's a story. Yeah. So and, how do you tie that uh, to, to, to the blockchain then? Well, you know, that is what I discovered was one of the essential ingredients missing from almost all the blockchain companies that I was I running agree. into every day. <laughs> uh, they have a really hard time telling this story. And the reason is because uh, it's an industry very much run by technologists uh, by engineers, by developers, they're they're geeks. They're they're into the nitty gritty, you know, plumbing issues of how to make a blockchain solution work. And they think that as long as they make it faster or make it more shiny or make it more do something a little bit better, then instantly hordes and hordes of enthusiastic followers are going to come and and congratulate them. And so they go out and they throw everything they have into working on that plumbing issue and they sometimes fix the plumbing. Mm -hmm. And then they realize that crickets happen, that nobody cares. Nobody even gives a damn about what they've done. And then I, they start realizing this. that, yeah, that, that the storytelling is important. And if you're telling a story about something inherently complicated, uh, it is. It isn't an easy tell. I mean, you know, you have to sit back and, and think, you know, we're talking about something that we use daily in our lives, which is money. Uh, we're talking about complicated things like, you know, data centers and uh, databases and moving data, but, you know, which isn't, you know, isn't something you normally talk with your grandma about. It's not. I, I, and, I used to do consulting in the IT managed hosting industry. So I do understand tech. You don't talk about it at the bar, <laughs> you know? Yeah, you don't, you don't. And, and, and so when I realized that I said, well, look, you have to make 
you have to make it relatable. And the way you make anything relatable is you, 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 you hook it to a problem that you're solving. You touch the, the, the pain and you offer a solution. And if you don't do that, then it's worthless. I don't care how fast your blockchain is. I don't care how slick your smart contracts are. Uh, all that's great. It is important. I don't care what your consensus algorithm is. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's important for you who's building this solution, but tell me how you make healthcare better. Tell me how you make democracy better. Tell me how you make supply chains more efficient. Tell me how you reach out across this technology and make people's lives better. Yeah. And then I'll tell you a great story. One of the key things I've always respected about it is they're, they're trying to implement a worldwide currency that at the, you know, flip a switch, you could help somebody start up a small entrepreneurial business in some third world country in Africa. Right. Mm -hmm. like, and it's happening. Yeah. And that is happening. And that's the, 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 that brings me to what I feel like is the, the, the story arc of this whole industry, which is that, you know, the 20th century was all about corporations. It was all about building massive organizations, global organizations to solve business problems. And, and that's where we got all of these huge, you know, brands that we all know. But then at the end of the 20th century and the 21st century, it's all about powering the small guys, the little, the entrepreneurs, the startups, the, the individuals, uh, you know, that wasn't possible beforehand. You know, when you were uh, in, you know, when you were trying to move product from China to the U.S. 60 years ago, you needed 5,000 people to be able to make that happen in a fairly efficient manner. Sure. And now we can do it with technology in the blink of an eye. And the blockchain industry has a unique possible, you know, capability to even take that to the next level and to empower those entrepreneurs wherever they are to help them finance their projects and help them actually solve those problems. And when they do it, they're going to be competing with big corporations that aren't going to be any better than they are. Hmm. So would you say then this actually really helps, I guess, bring the walls down between the built, the multi-billionaire level corporations and the small guy, so to speak? Yes, yeah, exactly. I think it, 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 it is a, has an amazing potential to level the playing field. Now, do you have uh, to have you know, a ton of cryptocurrency to be able to play at that level? No, no, okay. not at all. You, you, you have to know. You have to have the understanding. You have to have the knowledge and the skills to figure out how you're going to use this technology in a sensible way to solve a problem. Okay. And then you have to make sure that there's enough people with that problem. Okay. I mean, you know, if you're solving a problem that nobody cares about, then who the hell cares? Well, that, that, right? that has nothing to do with blockchain or cryptocurrencies. I tell people all the time, like, what's the definition of an entrepreneur? You're, you're solving a problem for money. Like somebody needs a car fixed. Okay. Well that mechanic is an entrepreneur if he owns the business, obviously. So he's mm -hmm. going to give you a bill. You're going to pay it and he's going to fix your problem. Right. So <laughs> I agree so, with you. It's so like, I if it's not a scalable solution, like it doesn't matter what your currency is. Like why, why are you trying to fix something that's not a problem? Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, in the book I wrote, I, I talk about the, for me, the first cryptopreneur was probably Henry Ford. 
And, and that is your book, uh, Behold a, the Cryptopreneurs, right? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Some screen and sharing obviously, yeah, obviously, you know, uh, Henry, Henry Ford didn't know squat about blockchain or cryptocurrency. <laughs> no, he knew but, great. He uh, had great knowledge on assembly line creation. Exactly. But he, he didn't invent the car. Nope. Okay. And he didn't uh, build the best cars in the world at the time either. Um, what he did was he built a vision and he built uh, uh, that everybody could move around the world with cars. True. And he built a business that was able to take that vision and deliver cars that anybody could use. And he, he built the, you know, he designed the, the assembly line process. He, he didn't design, he didn't invent it, but he was the first to really take it and massively expand, you know, a, an entire industry that way. Uh, he also developed the idea of car dealerships, uh, which gave him scale. I didn't realize uh, that one was an idea. You said I'm pretty yeah. good on my history. I don't remember that part. That's cool. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, he took a technology that was in its infancy and he spread it out for everybody to use. And that's basically what I say a cryptopreneur is. A cryptopreneur is an entrepreneur who takes the blockchain technology, the cryptocurrency technology, and they use it to solve real problems for real people. And uh, when you do that, you're a cryptopreneur and that can start really small or it could be a huge you know you could build a an empire that's up to you and that's up to you know the ambition that you have and the and the you know the the, the amount of work you want to put into it but uh i really you know i think that uh it's the time of it now when every entrepreneur should at least be understanding and learning about cryptocurrency and blockchain and thinking about how can i use it to make my business better how can I use it to, uh, first of all, the, the, the very first thing is just to accept cryptocurrency as payment. Ah, very I mean, good point. That's true. There's You accept Apple Pay. <laughs> yeah, there's $250 billion right now of liquid digital asset on the market that most people that have them don't know what to do with them. And they're looking for ways to spend them. And they have real value. I mean, it's just a no-brainer. Why wouldn't you want to accept it as payment? Well, let's play devil's advocate. Is it because of fear? Is it because they feel it's not as established enough platform? What is the most common excuse you hear from up and coming entrepreneurs that are still wrapping their heads around this? Well, first of all, it's 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 an unknown. It's it's an uncertainty. It's uh, you so know, it's the unknown fear. You know, it's the it's it's not. I would say it's even you know even before the fear. The fear is there as well. But uh, I would probably say 80% of entrepreneurs don't even know anything about cryptocurrency. So that how would they even stop to think about using it, taking it as payment, right? Well, that's why I, I tell mean, people about you know, skydiving. Like people are like, oh, you go skydiving? That's crazy. I'm like, is it? Like, have you ever tried it? Well, how do you know if it's crazy? <laughs> right? Like <laughs> skydiving got easier. It's like when I used to be a firefighter. Like I didn't, I knew that was going to be scary. But once I started wrapping my head around it, doing the self-study, learning about it, meeting other people who do it gets easier. Yeah. Gets easier. <laughs> yeah. It still might be crazy though. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> but, but, but I mean, is that one of the inspirations behind why you created the club or is that just like, yeah, it is. Is, is it like a mastermind because, community or is it more around helping people wrap their heads around it? Yeah. It's a, it's a place. It's a, it's a, it's a community of people that, uh, that, that, that are interested in, in, in learning about how they can take this and use this technology. Uh, you know, 
and 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 I try to give them a, a methodology and, and insights as well into how to actually apply this. Okay. Because there's so many different ways. I mean, it's not just accepting cryptocurrency. It is uh, how can you use the blockchain to be more efficient in your business? You know, uh, you most businesses have IT costs. Well, can we reduce those IT costs by using the blockchain? Uh, often that's possible. Not always. Uh, but it, that's that's the next step, uh, and then you can start thinking of things. You know, can I tokenize things? Can I can I can I use smart contracts? Hmm. This, the idea of a smart contract is amazing. Yeah, it's you mentioned ability- that, that 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 line earlier. I'm not even I'm not that up on the smart contracts. So, I mean, nowadays people think of contracts as a legal term, right? So, what is a smart contract? Obviously, this is some type so- of digital agreement. Right. So think about it this way. Imagine, let's say we're going to do a JV venture to you and I, right? And we're going to provide a service to your next door neighbor who, uh, you know, needs something desperately. And you're going to do 80% of the work and I'm going to do 20% of the work, right? And we're going to charge him a hundred bucks for a service. Well, one of the things that every entrepreneur has experienced, and, and if you haven't experienced it, you're not an entrepreneur, is that you don't get paid. Okay. Everybody's gone through some time in their their careers where somebody failed to pay them. What True. They them. I actually I actually require okay. all of my clients have to pay me up front. <laughs> yeah. And, so, but not everybody can do that. You probably did that. You probably did that because somebody didn't pay you. Yeah, uh, and if nothing else, it's you know, eventually you know enough and you know how good you are and you have good enough testimonials that I just decided to move myself to a retainer style of business. I didn't always do that though. You know, so it's mm-hmm. like it doesn't fit everybody's business, but that's kind of the one thing I've learned about blockchain as well with that kind of digital currency is that it's it could be an instantaneous flip of the switch commitment. It's like, okay, great, boom, boom, boom. This is what we agreed on. Okay, you're paid. Yeah, that's one thing. But now, now let's take it one step forward, and we create on the blockchain what is called a smart contract. Okay. And what it means is that that uh, we give your neighbor uh, uh, an uh, an address where he's going to send payment. And he's going to send the hundred bucks, and this contract is automatically going to send you eighty, and it's going to send me twenty. Okay. Now you're getting the twenty right, because the, like you're facilitating it. Yeah, because that's the agreement we've reached between us. Okay. That's the terms that we've. You're doing eighty percent of the work. I'm yeah. doing twenty percent of the work. Every time the customer pays, that's fair. You get your share. I get my share. You're like a banker. I mean, you're the facilitator, right? So. Right. So if that happens. Uh, if the customer pays, we get, each get our cut instantly. No questions asked. Yeah. It's in the contract, and that is on the blockchain, and it just – you can't tamper with it. I can't tamper with it. That's the way it is. Now, are all uh, cryptopreneurs the, the on that now? Are they doing uh, all – That's the, sim- the simplest example of a smart contract, okay. uh, which would – now, a smart contract can do much, much more. It could have – you know, it could be it, there could be external factors that, that weigh in and trigger events. It, it's, it's simply an algorithm that we program on the on the blockchain to take action based on certain, you know, uh, it's like a computer program that can make payments. OK, so uh, it can automate all sorts of business processes and uh, and eliminate all sorts of administrative uh, complexities. Just because once it's programmed, it just works and it lives forever on the blockchain. So, do you and feel it that does its job? Because when I every so often we're talking about this, other people, um, let's go with traditional brick and mortar, right? 
I think that's one. I mean, I don't want a brick and mortar business for, I prefer digital mobility and, Mm -hmm. but why not have a brick and mortar except, you know, cryptocurrencies, be able to do smart contracts, et cetera. Because in the end, as long as you're getting paid, I think a lot of people are still afraid of this because, or not afraid, but, or lacking excitement for it because like, oh, well, that's great, but I can only spend that money or move that money in that world. And I said, well, why is uh, it, why is that only? Yeah, that's not exactly true. Okay. Uh, there, help people there, understand there are, that. There are uh, what are called cryptocurrency exchanges, which are like right. stock markets where sure. you can go and you can sell your cryptocurrency and convert it into fiat currency, into dollars or euros or whatever you want. And then right. you can withdraw them and take them into your bank. Uh, one of the, one of the things, one of the uncertainties that a lot of business owners fear is that cryptocurrencies are very volatile. So they go up and down very fast. So you, it isn't easy to set prices in cryptocurrencies. You, you really can't. You, right now, at least not in some of the, uh, some of the newer cryptocurrencies are what are called stable coins. So they're pegged to the US dollar or to euro or whatever, and then they're, they're fixed. Okay. Uh, they, don't, they don't move. Uh, but, uh, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, these are, they, they go up and down. So you, you do need to uh, have that, take that into account at the time that you're getting paid. Yeah, that's the traditional stock to markets too, right? The, the only yeah. difference there is it's happening faster because it is so digital. Would that be a correct way to explain that? Yeah, it is very, it can be, uh, it can be, it can be scary in the sense that you can wake up in the morning and things have, you know, gone down 30% in two hours and next and the next day maybe it goes up it doubles you know yeah, we've had we've had fa's and you know, financial advisors and planners on this show before too and that's one one of the biggest c- consistent messages i get from financial gurus is that stop watching the market like that's yeah. it, of course yeah. it's going to change the market's always change he's like the richest people in the world are the ones that stay in in the right place should, should, should clarify and then while everybody's bailing and running they're buying, buying that stuff back up cheap because they know the market's always going to go right back up again. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, that's, uh, I guess that's good advice as long as you're not, you know, 68 years old and watching it crash. Right? True. Yeah. Yeah. No, you only uh, get a heart attack when you're seventies. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. But again, that's but, uh, how risk adverse are you? So, so that's right. since we're talking about that and obviously since the target audience of this show is gen X to millennials and Z's, do you feel that cryptopreneurship and blockchain, is it a younger generational game? I don't know. I guess it is uh, because just because it's so technological. Okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, hey, I like to call myself a crypto geezer. Uh, I, in the book, I actually have a chapter about, you know, I, I talk about Mark Zuckerberg. I, 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 I go out on a limb and say, I think there's probably no single human being alive that's done worse for humanity. Ah. Uh, and, and not because I don't like Facebook. Uh, it, I think Facebook is an amazing achievement. Uh, but I think that the mythology of Mark Zuckerberg, of him being this young, disruptive CEO, mm-hmm. uh, starry-eyed, glassy eyes with uh, with a hoodie, is going to come in and save the day. And and I think that's the danger. Yes. Uh, we've we've created a mythology there that isn't true. I agree. Uh, There's too much trust there. For, it was true for in his case, he was able to do something amazing. Yeah. But that doesn't mean all the Mark Zuckerbergs are going to triumph. No. And that's always, that's a great reminder about 
the world of entrepreneurship in general, even though even the profession of entrepreneurship, whether it's crypto or not, is volatile. Uh, yeah. I, my, my own wife has a veterinary business and, and, you know, there's ups and downs and there's disagreements between, you know, the, the co-founder and her and, and it's like, listen, that's what it is to have a business, you know, or yeah. you're a robot following some other company's rules, policies, guidelines, and doing whatever they tell you to do. Like there, you have to balance that level of freedom with the mm -hmm. level of work. And yes, everybody's like, oh, having your own business must be easier and you work less. I'm like, no, you work usually two to three times as much, but at least it's something you're passionate about. It's yours. Is, is that some of the it's messaging yours. you share in the, in the Cryptopreneurs Club too? Yeah, that is. And, and, and actually, that was, uh, that's one of the biggest lessons I've seen in so many projects that I've worked with over, this, over the last few years is that what's missing in most of these blockchain companies is uh, good old-fashioned business sense. It's, yeah. it's the business skills that are missing. It's not the technology. It's, I agree with that. There's so much tech there. Come on. We don't have to worry about the tech. That's not the issue. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The, and, and even though the tech isn't maybe where it needs to be yet for every, you know, for every solution, uh, that's, that for me, and I, and I use the word a lot, it's plumbing. It'll get there. They'll figure it out, yeah. but it won't succeed if you don't know how to manage your money. It won't succeed if you don't know how to keep a team of people motivated and on course. It won't succeed if you're at your partner's throats because you couldn't clarify your business relationship before you had a bunch of money. Right. Uh, all of these things are real problems that I've witnessed in, in these projects, and, and, and a lot of them could, be, could have been solved just by doing the right, you know, understanding how to run a business before raising 15, 20 million dollars. Well, I mean, and then I'm sure there's probably situations where you've also, there's something I love to share in the business world, which is good old fashioned basic communication skills. Like everybody's like, oh man. Right? I mean, yeah. oh my God, if you would have just reached out and been a little bit more proactive and didn't just wait for something to blow up in your face, whether it's cryptopreneurship or not, I'm like, guys, like, some basic human communication, even if it's happening over a digital level, like communicate. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But this uh, goes back to people, basic business skills, right? Yeah. How many people that, where, when are they going to start teaching people to write decent emails? Oh, well, that, that's, that fell out, that fell out their butts a long time ago. I, I coached my one, <laughs> I, I literally just did a digital etiquette training for one of my clients for their employees. And I, I recorded it as a video. And I was like, you do realize that reason why I'm recording as a video is because you're going to have to keep going over this. Like you could teach them and they're good for a couple of weeks and then they're back cutting off sentences, not using proper punctuation, using exclamation points and smiley faces. And I'm like, it's a business communication. You're not, you're not, uh, I, uh, DMing your, your girlfriend over Instagram here. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. It's, uh, it's funny. Eh? It's funny. But it's like, I, I was I like, agree. Oh, come on, man. I'm like, it's okay to be cool and casual, but there's a there's a limit to that. Uh, but yeah, and, and and it needs to be even worse. It needs to be understandable. I mean, it yeah. needs to be you know, it needs to actually communicate an idea, and yeah. not just uh, yeah. Memes memes whimsy. do not belong in business communication or memes memes whatever we're calling them these days. Yeah, it's that's like, true. And again, this is not an ageism thing either. Like I'm only 42, and I'm quite tech savvy because my agency provides social media marketing. So sorry guys. What we're talking about here today is very, very true for the listeners. Like you guys need to get professional, stay professional and get proactive, not reactive when it comes to communication. If you can do some of these basic things, 
Oh my God. It'll take you so far. Yeah. It'll save you so much hardship. I, I totally agree. And uh, yeah, I've watched uh, projects literally burn through millions of dollars, produce nothing. And all because of these problems, all and, because and of these basics. And that's not fair to, to the, to blockchain world, like the blockchain world, that was yeah. a platform to provide the financing to do what you said that they were that project, let's say, was doing. So it's like you can't blame the money, right? It's <laughs> the people spending the money. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. But you know, that's one of the things I also talk about. It, you know, there's probably nothing more dangerous than to get a give a 25 year old 10 million dollars and let him loose. Oof. Uh, that that doesn't that very seldom works. And to be fair. It's, we're not actually, I know where you're going with this. This is not about the age, right? It's about, I, I could just stop you there and Experience. just say it's one person. It takes a team. It, it, you should have some type of level of advisory committee, some people to bounce ideas off of. Like, even though I'm a solopreneur, I have VAs. I do actually have people that I pay to help me nowadays. I've always, I, I just don't want full-blown employees. But I also have colleagues and I just started a foundation this year. So my nonprofit, I already have board members because I want to prove to people like, it's not just me, dude. I want to make sure I have a sounding board. There's people to bounce ideas off of. We don't always have to agree, but mm -hmm. you can't do everything yourself. And if you have a okay. sounding board, it could really help you think of things in a different way before you just start flushing money down the toilet. So, yeah, that's right. That's right. But uh, those are the lessons that you learn with a little bit more experience. Yeah. So it's not about the age. Uh, I, I agree. It's about uh, it's about going through a few hard knocks and 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 getting bounced around a couple times. And maybe you can do that with when you're 12 and you're at 18. You're 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 super wise. Yeah. A lot of us, it takes a little bit longer. Yeah. So I mean, I, I like it. So now uh, it's been common nowadays. If people who didn't finish a university or never went to a university, which is fine, you don't have to go to an entrepreneurship. You do not have to go to a university. I'm now promoting that more nowadays than ever. And I made myself go. I paid my way through because nobody in my family had a college degree. But I tell people all the time, as a sales and marketing professional, I use nothing that I learned at a university. <laughs> I do use the psychology that I also studied when I was in there. That was powerful. So in the sciences world, it makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. but in what you're referring to here is people start putting the, Oh, I, I went to school at the hard knocks school of life or the hard knocks university or whatever they want to call it nowadays. And I'm like, dude, this is like people who post. And again, this is not a, a dig, but I'm sure you'll appreciate this. It doesn't matter if you're a cryptopreneur, a startup entrepreneur, a life coach. If you're 17 to 18 years of age, you haven't lived enough life yet. You haven't burned enough bridges. You haven't made enough mistakes. You haven't picked up enough uh, scratches and bruises. And again, you can have the most amazing idea ever. And yeah, maybe, you're, maybe your company's already kicking ass and taking names for now, but there's going to be mistakes coming down the pike. And if, unless yep. you have a sounding board or an advisory board, you don't know what you're, you got coming your way. Yeah. Because Very you haven't true. been broken enough. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's just, uh, that's life. That's the way it is. So. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing too. Like back to our earlier part in the show, uh, I asked you, you know, is it a fear thing, right? And that's why I was kind of tying in my crazy adrenaline junkie lifestyles because I tell people all the time, like, now granted, this, there's some situations where you don't want to do this, but you know, if you, you can't knock it till you try it, that does not mean you go out and try heroin. Okay. <laughs> what I'm referring <laughs> to is, okay, well, maybe you're not ready for skydiving. Maybe try to go rock climbing and getting high up off the ground. 
maybe you're not ready for a full-blown company of your own. Maybe you want to go and uh, start like just hanging with an entrepreneurial friend, seeing how they're doing their startup, having discussions. I think so many people nowadays are so excited to create that independence and that entrepreneurial spirit. They're jumping in head first, and they're expecting nothing's going to crash and burn. What are your thoughts yeah, on that? I think uh, my thoughts are that you're totally correct. Yeah. And most likely you've got to crash and burn. You know, I, when I talk to people, if they haven't crashed a business into oblivion, they're probably not really an entrepreneur yet. Hmm. They're, they may be lucky. They may have had uh, a really, you know, fortunate series of events and they've made a bunch of money. Yeah. That's great. I'm take my hat off for them. But, uh, but that's not an, an entrepreneur. You, you've got to crash. Well, and, and here's the thing. You don't actually have to get it fully burnt to the ground. Something I've learned over the years is that I've had a few business ideas. And you start going down that path, and then maybe you were smart enough to catch it. Or somebody gave you enough feedback, and it was getting painful. And you started wrapping your head around yeah. it a little bit faster than yeah. you did before. Yeah, You're like, yeah, you know yeah. what? I don't need this one to crash and burn. This, this hurts. It might hurt your ego. It's like you know what we yep. need to we need to we need to kill this. We got to kill this project. Yep. Let's redirect it. We might be able to do this better in a different way or in a different business model or whatever. So yeah, or at a different time. Oh yes, well said. Different spot in the timeline. Different maybe yeah. maybe you need a few more months of research. Maybe you need another year of execution before it's ready to really put it out to the public. What is um, uh, what's uh, Reed, uh, the founder of LinkedIn. One of his favorite quotes is, um, if you're not embarrassed by the first product or service you put out there, et cetera, et cetera, you waited too long. Well, <laughs> be careful with that statement, too. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to get thick skin as well, though. You, but you, to your point. I don't know about you, but you, you, you learn to get over being embarrassed. Yeah, but that, that, that's the sort of balance in that quote there, too, right? So mm -hmm. be careful you're not doing that with a $50 million project. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, you, maybe you turn the products out sooner to get, get customer feedback. And you haven't yep. invested over ten million. Maybe you've only invested fifty thousand. That's an easier nut to burn. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Fifty thousand so. versus fifty million. I, I can I can swallow that one. So yeah, yeah. You won't you won't end up in, in the poorhouse for the rest of your life for fifty grand. And I th and that's what I'm hearing from you. I mean, it sounds like with the right cryptopreneurs, with this these, this amazing uh, digital blockchain currency world, there is the potential of having so much more readily available resources with the right people involved, but it still doesn't change the fact that we knew we need to do the research. We got to do the execution. You don't want to just, you, you want to waste know it. who you're serving. Wow. You know, it's always about who you're serving and, and how you're making a difference for who you're serving. Because if you don't do that, it's, it, it, it ends up, you know, you can make money, but you know, making money isn't, We lost your microphone there. Oh, are you, am there I back you. now? Now you're back, yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, Those making wireless. money is great. It's cool. It's uh, no uh, no doubt about it. But if you're not serving, if you're not actually making a difference, and you know, that difference could be making a better pizza. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, but uh, whatever it is, you can't lose that focus. Because if you're only focused on the money, uh, it usually backfires on you. And it doesn't matter. For, and this, I love that what you just stated here. That. This is this is beyond. This is not just cryptocurrency. This is business one hundred and one, or even life planning one hundred and one. Like, 
you got to care about it. It's got because like here's the deal, crap's gonna hit the fan, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, we just talked about it. <laughs> it's gonna get yeah. hard. It's gonna struggle. You're gonna make mistakes. But if there's a great underlying principle, like you're saying, there's a great why behind what you're doing. That's gonna help it along so much better. That's oh, why yeah. I, I mean, and the, and the why is the critical piece of every good story. Okay, like that it's as well. The why? Yeah, yeah. Your 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 story isn't just oh, I went to get, you know, I went out on a date, met a girl, got married. You know, it's there's there's got to be you know I there's the why you know it's, well, there's, uh, I looked in her eye and I and I fell madly in love. Well, right? There's cri- the there's why. crypto projects I've read about where they were trying to raise money. For example. Um, give you a, a good Samaritan type of effort, giving back to uh, less fortunate populations in third world countries, trying to maybe create clean, safe water pro- projects, et cetera, right? So you have a pretty powerful why, but if all your, if your story just says, why well, I need to raise money and get financing, crypto or otherwise, uh, to build some wells, and then you stop there. <laughs> like, okay, but how, yeah. where, how am I going to get behind that? Like, why are we building these wells? Because you feel like it? I mean, exactly. now, if, if you mm-hmm. tell me that these people are drinking from a toxic river nearby uh, due to poor sanitation, and you're not just going to dig and build these wells that source fresh water from the water table, but maybe you're also going to go above and beyond that and install water treatment on these individual wells to ensure that that water is not also tainted, which will improve the livelihood of these villages, these people, et cetera. However, you want to spin the marketing story, that sounds so much better, <laughs> and would <laughs> probably get me yeah. behind it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I love so where we've gone with all it's this. It's all about the story. Yeah, yeah. The story, the why, and I've 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 said this for years on this podcast, and also in my my coachings too. I'm like, I tell people the time like, you're about to go down a path of a lot of work, and if you really, and it, this goes back to health, nutrition, fitness, exercise, weight loss of relationship with a loved one, whatever. If you do not have a well-defined why, there's, I'm not even going to say question mark, there's definitely some kind of crash and burn coming your way. You yeah, need to have I a agree. really, really strong why. Totally agree with that. Totally yeah. agree with that. No, so listen, so, we've had a pretty strong show today. I'm loving where we went with all this. I hope you did too, because I know you're probably yeah, used to I going agree. on blockchain-specific podcasts. Um, but... Again, we brought this up on this show a few times before, and this is exciting future where it's all going. And I, I'm glad you're able to make it on because I learned a new buzzword today. I did not realize that we had cryptopreneurs out there. Um, actually, I think a buddy, I was, my buddy was calling them blockchainpreneurs. So, uh, <laughs> my, my word, my word sounds better. Yeah, yeah, way better branding, sir. Well, well, well done, well done. <laughs> well, well, so listen, uh, but before we have you pop off the air, I ask my guest co-hosts to leave behind, and this is perfect for you because you're a storyteller, leave behind an all-encompassing message. So if they forget everything else that we shared on the show today, what is what is your why? What is your message that you would like to leave behind? So if they forget everything else, they, they remember this and why you're doing all this. Okay. Well, you know, I guess, I don't know if it's the, 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 the answer to the universe, which would no. be 42, of course, but for the, for the last 20 years, I've put on all my emails, I send out the same three words at the end. And those three words are listen, think, and do. Mm. And if you keep them in that order, you probably won't go too far off where you want to go. And the first one's uh, thanks to my grandmother who taught me when I was a little boy, little boy who loved to talk all the time, would never shut up. And she sat me down one day 
and she said, Dennis, she took out a mirror and she said, look in that mirror. I looked in the mirror and she said, what do you see? That's me, grandma. I'm in the mirror. It's my reflection. And she said, well, uh, how many mouths do you see in that mirror? I said, well, there's one mouth. And she said, how many ears do you see? Mm. She said, I said, well, there's two ears. She said, God made you that way on purpose. Mm. I like that. Use your, use your two ears more than your mouth. That's powerful. I've had a lot of influencers and coaches bring this subject up over the years here and there. And I, I love that because that's the beauty of podcasting, right? We can sit back and listen to all of this. And mm -hmm. that's why I love this medium of media so much because I still consume massive quantities of audiobooks, podcasts. Just like, I mean, I, I go back. Most podcasters don't do this. I listen to every one of these shows ever since I founded this show. <laughs> because cool. you, you and I had the conversation and I am hearing you. But then I always want to go back and hear it again as a true listener. So I can hear what our listeners hear. And, and maybe it's me being anal and I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of an OCD guy on quality. But I want to hear, okay, what could have been done better? What could we have brought up differently? If nothing else, I just want to remember everything that we went over. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That was great. So that's a great way to close the show. Fun. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, hang tight. I want to give proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, we just geeked out about Cryptopreneurship. Cryptopreneurs.club is his site. Uh, and actually, I'll do a screen share here one more time for the video feed in the YouTube world. And we're actually streaming this live on Facebook. Uh, but again, and we'll have all this stuff linked in the show notes on livethefuel.com, but make sure you also check out cryptotradernews.com. And then his other site is ICO, so icosuccess.com as well. Again, we'll have this all clicked in there, but if you want to start popping your head around this stuff, uh, I actually love news sites like this. You get to see and hear what's going on in the industry, what's going on with uh, crypto world out there. Uh, and... Again, you're kind of dipping your toe in the water. Maybe that's where you're out in the timeline. You know, if you're already he you know he head deep in this stuff, then maybe go check out the Cryptopreneurs Club, and you might learn a few things. And then also, remember, we brought it up on this show today a little bit, his book, Behold the Cryptopreneurs. So that's already been added to my book recommendations list on the Amazon Influencer page. For the regular listeners who use my Amazon banner at livethefield.com, that'll take you right to our Influencer page, and you can go through and grab that book as well. So again, ladies and gentlemen, that was another powerful Live the Fuel show here today. That was Dennis Lewis dropping the mic from Spain in another time zone and in a much more crypto world. So again, ladies and gentlemen, we're here to fuel your health, your business, and your lifestyle. You too can live the fuel, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.